Yeah, okay. In our group interview, we were talking about um, an accident I had. Yes. And what I found interesting, um, I went to many doctors, mm. and none of them uh, was aware of what you were aware in a second, mm -hmm. that there is a, a shock uh, involved. Mm. And this meant uh, a lot to me because... Um, Uh, in an instance, I, I could realize, oh yes, this feeling of uh, something is not all right inside, yes. which I had. Um, now I'm pretty sure that this is the quality of, of shock, yes. not um, having trust yes. in whatever is there. And of course, I don't feel well, but um, I... I Everyone knows in, in meditation we can be centered and, and have pain. It's mm, possible. Yes. So um, my feedback mm -hmm. is uh, to thank you for <laughs> your <laughs> wisdom and um, maybe uh, express a little what it has done to me. Mm. Um, this uh, also with relation to your talk about moments of crisis. Yes. One thing I, I teach every day to my students, if they want to have a good idea, uh, make friendship with not knowing. Apuria, mm. not no way, I don't further away. And suddenly, after all these uh, uh, experiences we had here, I felt that the beautiful... Um, a change of making friendship with um, this unknown mm -hmm. and with yeah with with the um, idea of a crisis. Yes. So I'm I'm pretty sure uh, after one or two questions, you would. Uh, Put my crisis foot deepen, <laughs> but for the moment it was quite okay. He <laughs> said, <laughs> if, "If I put one or two questions, the crisis might deepen." <laughs> well, <laughs> There's a certain sort a of confidence. If, can I just quote a little bit from the where we from the small uh, group um, when uh, Peter and I were having the exchange together? A few of you were there, of course. I said, when there is an experience such as an accident, um, that accident, whatever that might be about, is a very major trauma for the body. And that when there's such a trauma on the body, the sudden accident uh, there, it nearly always runs through the body and it runs inside the being. And the outcome of that, for quite some time, and as uh, Peter said, somehow that one doesn't feel right there. So though the outer may have recovered, and that's the the growth, the outer, 
but that impact went right through the whole being, right into the system. And, and that generates, uh, uh, as was pointed out there, this um, sense and feeling that, uh, going uh, uh, on inside. And this is where some um, patience and trust uh, and rest and um, an un and a not knowing as well in terms of not knowing what is the length of time that the whole being needs to renew itself and that we can't know and yeah, also the, the unsatisfactoriness mm. of oh, uh, pain and yes. not right I mean it's clear I'm getting old and uh, maybe this yes. comes more and more mm -hmm. but there's this concept of uh, um, I could be in a good shape and, and fit and all that Yes. and this creates the crisis Yes. because uh, mm -hmm. there is the idea I, I should be alright and I'm not yes Yeah, it's normal, but it requires that um, mindfulness being conscious of. And the inner life easily, as you just pointed out, it creates a duality. And the duality is, um, it's not feeling okay uh, inside, I'm experiencing it maybe in various pains and sensations in the body. The feeling life may be uh, disturbed. Then that's unpleasant and unsatisfactory and, and difficult. And sometimes we want to get away from it and want to get away from, from it by using the imagination about it being all better and all clear. But there is a gap between what is and what the imagination wants. And we don't realize that the power with that kind of gap and that um, idea is actually putting some pressure because it's not the real, it's not the authentic. The actual is here. And then when that imagination, oh, I want to feel better, I want to feel good, and we identify with that, that build-up, it, it crashes. It will, it's imagination, it can't hold itself. And then we're dumped right back in it. And it will feel worse. Therefore it becomes the crisis. It will feel worse because one's mind has im imagined a pleasant outcome for it. And, then it. and it reduces the capacity for a human being to work with the actual uh, there. And sometimes, despite the difficulty, and as you pointed out, we know, we have experience with our practice of meditation, we can stay remarkably steady in the face of the difficulty. And even um, making friendship with this mm. gap yes. changes um, the quality. 
Yeah. My feedback was just to say, oh, um, astonishingly, I feel quite, quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a really, these things, the, you know, we often refer to um, friendship, you know, we think of it in human terms or humans and animals and the environment. But Buddha's reference to friendship goes much, much further than, than all those conventions and uses this language of extending metta, many of you will know the word, uh, friendship, in all directions. And that can apply exactly as you said. This is one direction. That can we find the friendship in the being which directs it into this kind of area uh, uh, there so that in, it starts to replace fear. That's the power of the friendship. Learning to make friends with uh, there. And therefore it's not imagination to escape into something nice and comfortable. When staying true, this is a difficult experience to deal with. The body's had a trauma, it's affected the inner life, it's affected the cells, uh, etc. And finding that ways and means to be with it and when necessary to extend the friendship uh, to it as well. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could keep it here. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you. So we'll just have a quiet minute or two and then another uh, invitation. Yes. So, um, I'm not sure how to make this into a question, mm -hmm. but before I started meditating when yes. I was younger, um, I see reality that awaken, normal awaken every day. Yes. Conditions uh, <coughs> seem much more concise and firm. Mm -hmm. And these days I see, it seems like the dream states and mm -hmm. the wake states kind of blur more into yes. each other. Mm -hmm. And the more I meditate, the worse it gets. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not sure, like, because I, I feel like just being awake seems less real. Yes. And more kind of, I, felt I can trust it less. Because mm. it's I become aware how much it's created by mm. my perception and use. Mm. And um, also waking up in the morning sometimes, just like knowing... Are you still in the dream? Are you awake? It's yes. Enough. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's um, it's not it's not a huge problem, but it's it's kind of becoming quite interesting and yeah. Mm. yeah. The, the, you right? It's in the common uh, 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 phenomena where the dream world me world, the imaginal, the imaginational world, the picture world that we carry, <coughs> can easily carry with us. And the bare actuality, 
whatever that might be, coming, say, through our eyes and our ears, our, our senses. But the bare actuality and the dream, the imagination, the pictures and the stories do get mixed up or uh, fused together uh, there. What's the, um, the impact for you? Others will, in here will be able to re- relate well to this kind of uh, experience. Where the, and sometimes it can show itself as very tangibly, like as you said, wake up in the morning and one's kind of half asleep, half awake, so we say like that. Um, but in lots of other situations as well, uh, well, what's the impact or the influence? On you? It, it, it creates this feeling of claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. Kind of right. being um, like, like I'm in this, um, like it becomes like, like when I'm sleeping and dreaming, it feels a bit like mm. contained, and also yes. this, it feels like I'm. Kind of underwater or swimming, yeah. and it's yeah, it's it's it makes me feel like okay, but I'm I want to kind of wake up from this dream too. Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. So what one you know of the different expressions of it, there can be uh, a certain confinement. You know, it feels a bit confined uh, by that. So the picture, the image, the thought perception and the event or the actuality mixed in mixed in uh, together one feels somewhat boxed in a little bit like in the dream state uh, in the night one's enclosed uh, into something is there anything which um, it's a kind of bubble in a way of consciousness with the content is there anything which helps to a hole in the bubble, you know, to pierce the bubble. To <laughs> has there been any times, in say since the last couple of days that you've been here, uh, where it hasn't been, has not felt like that, where you've mm-hmm. felt more awake, or more alert, or present? Mm-hmm. Any moments for you? I guess move, movement always helps. Movement. But I look at that also kind of like a distraction from mm. being present. Oh, I see. All right. So I'm kind of also like being critical of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, um, it's important uh, here. The, um, how strong or dramatic does the movement need to be for you. I mean, w- would it be for some to get out of it? This people will jog. No, no, no jogging. No jogging. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, for others, it could be um, um, tai chi or yoga. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing some qigong. Oh, qigong. Yeah. All right. Which is so interesting. When there's more flow and intentional movement of the energy that is breaking up some of the images 
or the dream aspect. What's the sense um, while um, while here? Have you done any qigong or any? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What What's the sense when you're fully engaged, fully committed into the qigong of of the um, of this being awaking, or being awake in the dream world? I think it's um, more connectedness, not less separate. Um, yeah. Hard to explain from the surroundings. Yeah. Like, right. Uh, like like what is wind, what is hand, stuff like that, mm. which is nice, but um, also intense in a way. And, and dreams also are, on being on a tree, dreams are uh, less dramatic. Less dramatic. Yeah, and I uh, talked to one monk in Norway and he said that you might even stop dreaming if you meditate enough. He said you might stop dreaming if you meditate enough. Not enough, but after a while. After a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. I right. think you said word. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. So. Right. so there is some softening in the in the night dreams, mm. we uh, call it. With the jigong, the energy is flowing more easily there. Less sense of uh, restriction or confinement. Things are. Um, uh, opening out when not engaged in qigong just whatever walking from here to your room uh, the taking of a meal the experience right now how would you des- describe that so you're sitting there you're sitting there gong goes you get up walk out what, 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 how would you put it? What terms would you? I don't have, I don't I don't have terms, but um, <laughs> but I try to be uh, be there for the whole uh, whole experience. Yes. Yes. Um, but of course, um, I think also sitting and focusing on the breath mm-hmm. for extended periods of time, more than I do in my yes. everyday life, also. You get, you get a bit bored of hearing you saying the same thoughts yeah. and being yeah. like, shut yeah. up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> or or yeah. being like, no, welcome. And then you don't really like trying to be so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 a little bit of the vulnerability like with mindfulness of breathing, um, some can... Um, if there's not the concentration or the, the, the samadhi some can kind of drift into a dreamy state mm. with it Easy, easily enough uh, uh, happened um, what's the sense in sitting here right now and talking what's your, what's your sense of you look around the room look here and these Dream characters. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I might be dreaming this often. <laughs> you might be dreaming. No, you're not. <laughs> 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 what would, um, yeah, in just in the last few minutes that we've been talking, what's the, the general sense that you have? It's a bit dreamy. <laughs> yes. It, with, with the dreamy uh, 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 
uh, feeling. Is there any sense, again, underneath it, so to speak, that might be contributing to it? Anything that might, anything might be behind it that's... I have a strong sense of being grounded, mm. very heavy, mm. maybe like you would be in a dream. Mm. But sometimes being grounded is, sometimes, depends, actually feeling more awake, doesn't it? When it's really, whew, some energy there, when going to be really focused on something. Maybe sluggish is more the word. Ah, yes, a bit sluggish, all right, yeah. Um, here or elsewhere, um, though one has a sense of the, the potency of, and the value of being awake, is there any feeling of that there's a cost for this meeting and mixing of the dream and the waking state for you? Does it feel like anything being missed out on or not seen well? What, what's, what's the sense of it? I guess um, when it comes to meditation and, and practice, it's uh, this wa- wanting uh, of clarity. Wanting of clarity. Yeah, and uh, it kind of goes against what I feel like I, th- I think I want. Yes. And maybe it's, that's the problem, like I have this uh, idea of what it's supposed to be like. Yes. So... Difficulties. There can be an idea of what I would like it to be, but the idea kind of gets stuck. The idea is getting in the way of how you how it is, and has an idea, and the idea has got enough image, therefore enough dream to it, which actually gets in the way. What would be a way to describe this moment for you? Firmly and clearly, so it doesn't feel like an idea about it. Right now, sitting here, group of people in front of you, myself here, that you give a description to it, if you wish, but it doesn't seem like an idea. It seems a little bit more uh, weight to it, a bit more authority to it, or a bit. More. What, 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 what would you say? What's happening in this time? It's like a difficult it's question, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, in, we're engaging in a conversation. Okay, all right. And, uh, you're saying things that I wouldn't have said myself. Or uh-huh. myself, which means I'm not in the dream, I think. And, uh, so just, we go step by step. So we are engaging in a conversation, and I am saying things which you wouldn't say in a dream. Yeah. Good. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> comforting. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything else mm. around the room as well? The, uh, in terms of the factual, actual, 
and what you perceive that this uh, group of people is sitting here. Yeah, they're they're not scary looking. They're not scary. <laughs> good to hear. All right, good. So scariness will te- is it will carry imagination, and imagination will be a certain kind of dream uh, world. They are not scary, which is fair enough so far. <laughs> Go on, say more. Um. Yeah, they're not, they're not, um, they're there and I didn't make them up. Right. <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably heard. They, that's you, are yeah. there and you didn't make them up. She didn't make you up. Nice. <laughs> Go on. But I think it's, um, I think the, the, the thing that makes me feel like it's all dreamlike is like this feeling of stuff vibrating or like vibrating. stuff doesn't look as solid. No. Like the, it's more like um, dis- dissolving. Yes. That's the problem. Um, or not the problem, it, but... It could be. So the sense of um, looking out in some way especially in these kind of explorations and practices and so forth things are not solid are they? Life has a kind of vibration with it we experience it most obviously with the body and uh, we experience it with the breathing there's the vibration of the voice travelling over there, the vibration of the, the breeze and the wind and the leaves and much, much more. What would... And recognition of the vibrations of life, genuinely authentic, real, there, what would allow you to recognise and be comfortable and clear with the vibrations of life? Yeah, in the fight. What greater confirmation could you have than of a vibration than that? So, what will allow to recognize the authentic experience of the vibration of life without, in some way, making a problem out of it by putting it into the dream world? I guess that's why I'm sitting here because mm. I want to know. <laughs> eh? Yes, and this is why I'm asking you to answer your own question. <laughs> I think I have to think, um, reflect on it. I don't know. I don't know. Free. So it, it's really a really useful reflection to recognize and acknowledge the vibration of life, to see it's a real 
fact and truth of our experience. Things are not as solid as we imagine them to be, obviously, there. And to be clear enough about that, without imagining that it's somehow a dream and see it more as yes one experiences in a variety of ways these vibrations of life running uh, uh, running, uh, running through what's important to help get that clear that in losing touch with the vibrations of life are very easily we fall back into habits and patterns and sometimes uh, images, picture stories, excessive use of imaginations and that can be quite light Um, but the stickiness of it will stay around longer than just sometimes waking up and am I asleep, am I awake, I'm in a dreamy state, etc. But if there's some stickiness to it, it can stick around quite a lot during the daytime. So how do you reduce it? (laughs) Meditate. (laughs) But to really, to stop regularly during the day in particular um, uh, moments and just give some really full-on, full-hearted attention to something. Really, from the gong that rings to the substance of the food which is chewed and uh, swallowed and enters into the body as a fluid. Uh, there, How much is going from solidity to not being solid, the vibrations of the voice, um, the body sensations, to when those moments are standing out for you, you really want to be really interested and fully present to it, then you'll know this is authentic. uh, Your mind is not making it up and any more than you're making up what's in front of you here. Okay, thank you. <coughs> so we have a minute or two and then I'll just give a short reflection on the uh, two in- inquiries.
So I'll just take a couple of minutes just to give a little uh, reflection. In this case, in Buddha Dharma language, for a moment or two. So, lots of reference with the Buddha to the word Pasa, P H A S A. And this word means um, impression. There are times, as we uh, 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 listen to, there can be a circumstance in our life, in this case, the collision with something, or something collides with us. It can make a major impact, a very strong impression. We might think that we're quite, whatever, strong, tough creatures. There, we might like to give ourselves and the others uh, that idea, that impression too. In fact, there, but human beings are quite sensitive, quite vulnerable. We experience, we feel a lot, and time to time there is the shock impression, the impact, the body traumatized by. And in the shock wave, that's the vibration that uh, uh, runs through, it leaves a residue of impression. So there's the initial one, there. And it hits the being. It runs deep. It shakes up deep. And it leaves an impression there as well. And though the mind, naturally enough, wishes to be free from that drama, to be free from the residue of the impression. And sometimes people who have been traumatized by war, by violence, by an accident, by abuse, or whatever. Though the passage of time may go uh, by, the impact leaves the residue of the impression. The passar is still sticking around. One of the important aspects, and we're listening to it now, and we're hearing a lot about this in terms of media as well, of course, is once something is shared, once we are open to speaking and communicating about the trauma, heart, mind and body in some cases, then the willingness and openness can be a really healing and valuable door. It is not being pushed into the dark. It's not being rejected. One is not afraid to share. And that impactful kind of uh, in, uh, in impression begins to lose its weight because the denial or the rejection is getting out of the way. And the weight of it is through the resistance. Humanly enough, many women and men and children are 
afraid to share, to speak up. And it's finding uh, the voice, which means being open ourselves and open in the connection with uh, the others with whom we trust and, and can share. And that opening of that takes that contraction and that pressure out. And then there's a real opportunity for some real uh, renewal uh, to take place. And it's really important, this in the terms of the unexpected which happens to us in life and the impact that it, uh, it can make. But one has to be little mindful, just to take it a little further here, that we're a little bit vulnerable as well when something has an impact on us and it generates not painful feelings but really pleasurable ones and that those very strongly intense pleasurable feelings also when they finished can leave a residue of impact and impression inside of us and when we identify with that pleasurable impression from that incredible experience there is the easy we want to repeat it trouble may be in store so the, the teachings are recognizing the human vulnerability recognizing impressions including the strong impactful traumatic ones acknowledging that we're vulnerable and it can residue deep not easy being open to sharing and communicating and speaking about it as we, uh, as we heard there and all of that will allow and enable the healing process to take place because there is space around it it's not denied the world of um, impressions <coughs> uh, as well as we're listening uh, to then there's the world that we have contact communication with and sometimes the level of the picture or the image or the idea about it very quickly can arise almost simultaneously as the seeing. So, to take a very simple example, I close my eyes and then I open the eyes up and initially there's bare colour. That's the initial contact impression. Almost immediately, we can hardly see any gap here, there's eyes opening, it's not just a patch of colour, Eyes opening and almost it's so fast that there is the recognition without any words. Ah, a group of people sitting in the room. A simple way of describing uh, it, but easily the impressions can arise as well. Ideas about. You know, are they kind people? Are they nice people? Who do I like or I don't like? And that movement 
uh, can generate some difficulty, as we were listening to, between the bare actuality and the image, picture, impression, idea that we might have about it. And the two get a bit fused together. And it's just, I only had it. The difficulty with the, the uh, habit is that sometimes we are not sure if what we are seeing is accurate, one, and particularly sometimes when it's looking at the other. Is it just me and my mind interpreting the other in a certain way? Or is it something which is out there, which I'm seeing more clearly, which is going on? Sometimes we're not quite sure what's coming out of us and being put on the other. What's coming from the other or a mixture of the two? And that sometimes is not easy to know. What's what? Where's it coming from there? So the experience in one form is helpful Qigong form if that's what working for somebody during the day lots of Qigong we're not at getting attached to a single form here and having a sense of the authenticity the, the real of it there may be some moments the gong used as the uh, example uh, of the vibrations of life to really give full attention to that it's the fact the mind is not making it up it is a receptivity to what is happening and if we can take a number of good clear examples to see the world uh, more clearly because that's what we're speaking about this evening without the extra layers going on top. And finally, with the, the words of the Buddha, he uses this word, nimitta, N-I-M-A-T-T-A, on this, uh, there, there, and an aspect of liberation is the absence of putting the dream world on this not putting the dream world upon. And therefore it is a freedom from the nimitta. Nimitta, dream, idea, image, layer, has all these kind of meanings. And our exploration is to be with things as clearly as possible in order that we can respond clearly as well. Enough. Let's just have a quiet moment together. <coughs>
may all beings be receptive to situations. May all beings be willing to share. May all beings be bring friendship and clarity to events. Yeah.